Okay, welcome to Sierra Nova Podcast. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, this is episode 93, so uh, let's get started. <laughs> Pretty fancy. Um, so uh, today we have Tom Mulrooney back. He was on episode five, which was <laughs> try to sell a vegan cheeseburger, something like that. Hamburger. Sell a cheeseburger to a vegan on cheat day. <laughs> we'll come up with some crazy title for this one. Uh, today we're going to be talking about NFTs. We've never talked about it on our podcast. Um, if you want to learn more about them, you'll be able to because we have someone that knows things about them. And obviously the relevancy for your audience is a lot of them are creators. Yeah. So it can be something they do on the side, <clears throat> make money um, to help out and stuff like that. You know, because a lot of these things like doing a, a Kickstarter or whatever, it takes, a, it takes a while for the money to start moving. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of the, the work, the heavy load of, of creating it, um, you know, doing this type of thing to get it out there. And so you're not making any money during that. It's hard. Yeah. yeah uh, most people are like, I'm going to make money off my first comic. And that doesn't happen. Um, it's actually, I've heard it's usually like the fifth comic. You usually see a profit because you can sell the other ones like on Kickstarter, whatever you can sell them as add-ons or whatever. Um, and you have like a either a whole series or you'll have a bunch of different comics that you could sell at a con or wherever. But while you're building up to that, you can actually do NFTs and figure all that out. Yeah, and, and to to simplify things, <clears throat> especially for like artists and stuff, an NFT is an item that you digitally mint to a blockchain it can be like i'm having su success on crow uh or on the crypto.com which is the crow blockchain i don't <clears throat> have a lot of success elsewhere other than ftx and i'm not i'm not even sure oh solana blockchain so this is this is what you know where it goes you mint it there now it's there you're the issuer the issuer is the first owner and you put it up for sale and then that person becomes the next owner and they they're there for perpetuity nobody said hey when you die you got to fill this out because I, I haven't heard that yet so they're there forever and some of these sites have a built-in royalty marketplaces i should call them marketplaces like crypto.com OpenSea, mintable rarible those are marketplaces where you go and you buy nfts <clears throat> sometimes you can buy them for you know using your credit cards you're buying them with usd or sometimes you're buying them with an already like if they're on the ethereum blockchain you're buying them with ethereum related coins because now there's more than one right there's polygon and you know, there's other types of coins, and and eventually, I think some of them you'll be able to buy those NFTs with those other things like oracles and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, so your mints on a blockchain. Think of that as sort of 
the internet in a way, you know, and you mint it. You're the first owner. You sell it. Now, now you don't own it anymore. Now that's a transaction and that transaction, what's mint, it, it ends up part of that minted item. So it's, it's what's called, um, you know, you can search, you can search that. Like it went from me to you and so on and so on. And it, I, I make art and I make digital art and I make these things called crypto orbs. And I can show you some of those things. Those are what I make for NFTs. NFTs can be a lot of things. They can be music. They could be a clip. They could be music and an animation. <clears throat> so it's a broad spectrum of anything you could create. And that blockchain will allow you to mint to. Not every blockchain is quite ready for everything. But, you know, MP4s and stuff like that, they're there. Uh, I believe <laughs> there's one... I should have brought that information with you, but there is a way to buy a comics. You buy this token, right? You buy this token from this, this group of people. They have a, they have their own blockchain that they've created on top of. Okay. It's probably Ethereum whatever. and they've minted a comic and you buy the token, the token gets you access to the comic and they've made ridiculous amounts of money. Um, they have a universe full of characters. Um, it's called Meta Universe, I think. Metaverse, yeah. Metaverse. That's going to be like what I guess Web 3.0 is going to be. Right. Yeah, it's like the entire uh, the entire world digitized kind of thing. But there was a thing that my girlfriend's dad talked about <laughs> a while ago when I mentioned that. He's like, they already tried to do that, and it was called Second Sight. If you watch The Office, Dwight Schrute actually plays that in The Office for like an episode. He's playing yeah. himself, but he can fly around and do stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you up front, as far as, you know, uh, if you if you want to talk metaverse, stuff like that, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to put goggles <laughs> on. And I'm certainly not going to buy metaverse products that... I, that don't come with a physical item, right? I'm not going to buy Nikes in the metaverse so that my avatar can wear them if I can't wear them. Yeah. Because to me, that's, you know, like we're at the beginning of that, right? And so, like I said earlier in the back in the pre-show, that's the Atari, you know, where I can play with Pac-Man. Who I want to play with is Laura Croft, you know, stuff like that. So I think about it that way, like, uh, you know, how much time did I spend playing any, because I'm 50, how much time did I spend playing any of those games? But how much time did I start playing Soul Reaver and, and Laura Croft's Adventures and things like that? <clears throat> so I'm willing to wait, but I probably will never be that guy who does that anyway. And maybe there'll be something different. I've seen a pair of glasses developed by, by Apple that are just out of this world so maybe it won't be big goggles that you wear in your head and maybe it'll be different it could be like tony stark ones you just... well, I, I i still think like they, they won't really get fully adopted until you can like yeah they're either like simple glasses or like contact lenses i know sony right. sony patented um about i don't know maybe four four years ago like they patented contact lenses that would give you like a heads-up display so mm-hmm. yeah I did, I did see glasses that facebook is like kind of partnered with uh, Raid Band, and I saw it as like an ad. Now I'm going to see all those ads now on Instagram. Um, to me, <laughs> when you use that word "ad," right, that that triggers me to think about 
what I think the current metaverses really are. Granted, there'll be games that you can play and you can make these virtual houses and you can put up anything that you bought and stuff like that. None of it's easy, by the way. But it's stuff that you can do currently. But to me, walking around in it, what I've seen of, of footage and video, and you, you know, you go on Instagram and it says swipe and it'll show you. It's a big ad. It's an yeah. ad. They're advertising you. <laughs> So I'm not, you know, that's- they're probably going to do like that freemium style where it's like they're, you know, you could enjoy the metaverse, but everything will be covered in ads until you pay for this premium subscription. And in the future, they'll probably have you literally doing work inside the metaverse in order to pay that subscription. That's kind of like the goal. Put you in the matrix pods. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. definitely not going to be. But that is off course, right? That's not really yeah. what NFTs are. Yeah. Although it's part of it because you can <clears throat> hang your NFTs up in a virtual gallery or whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, but I, I do like the idea of attaching it to physical things. Like if, because uh, I, I don't remember the shoe brand that Nike bought. That's the whole NFT uh, metaverse brand. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that. The idea of having those shoes then replicated in reality so you could wear them would be amazing. And like, there's plenty of other NFT nows or NFTs now that instead of giving you like a, a physical item, they're giving you a physical experience. So like, mm-hmm. you can buy this artwork, but then you get access to these events, right? And I yes, think that that's another that's great a good thing. utility. You're right. That's a good utility. And Unfortunately, my NFTs only come with one utility, and that's only on certain marketplaces, and that's giving you a discount. Like if it's like I've created these crypto orbs, and I've also made uh, PNGs of them, and I've put them on merchandise. And so you buy the crypto orb NFT, you get a huge discount on the shirt at my Shopify store. It's the only utility I have so far because. I, I'm, I'm a one-man show. I'm not a team. I don't have any developers, and I don't know that I'd ever have the time left in my life to learn <laughs> all this stuff, you know, you know, cryptography and stuff like that. Just I don't have that time left. I, I think, like, the simplest thing you could probably add to it, like, if you're just an individual creator, is, like, the ability, if they brought it to, like, a convention you're at, like, they get something free, like stickers or, like, a discount on the comics, you know, something like that. Like, it's almost like a universal you know hall pass to get wherever you are you know that that kind of thing that is that is a a very good point that is a very good idea too because i didn't i didn't think of that you know right now we're in we're still in this state of i don't leave unless i have to (laughs) (laughs) and that's unfortunate because i was just starting to get into the swing of uh doing conventions again i've done some in my teens trying to get the work i talked about uh, that on on your show and then i didn't do that anymore and then i i had a job that was similar i was very creative at it it was very similar and so i was really not in comics anymore so being part of comics in the last you know eight nine years i started doing it again i i did like three of them you know only as a walk around and one as a sort of a guess so yeah that if, if that stuff comes back that's a good idea you know where because i don't uh, it's all about the customer right i mean without the customer you're nothing and yeah. nfts are hard and if you go browsing around and looking you'll see what a lot of monkeys and a lot of derivatives and a lot of stolen art 
monkeys and a lot of other stolen art. I've seen plenty of it, you know? Yeah, I, honestly, I think the best thing that like at least indie comic creators can use NFTs for um, is like connecting with connecting with your comics, obviously, so that you can sell things like character art. But like, I wouldn't even like because all the other big ones, like the board was at the board API club, things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're they're gonna have knockoffs and all these other things. What what I think the benefit to like individual creators is. There's people who would love to learn about NFTs, but it's like, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not spending three Ethereum on a single piece of artwork that I don't even know what it gets me, but I would be willing to spend a small amount with an individual creator. I get, maybe I get a comic for it the first time I purchase it and discount on future comics. Um, maybe I get, uh, you know, discounts at conventions or merchandise, things like that when I go to see them in the future. And I get to learn a little bit about NFTs while doing it because like, there's plenty of people who are interested in it. But they're not gonna like get into it because all the NFTs right now that people are bragging about are these, you know, multi Ethereum, uh, you know, multi, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for a single piece of artwork. Me personally, I've had success, like I said, on Crypto.com, which is a USD based. You buy it with your, you buy it with your um, credit card. Sorry, I heard something in the background. So you buy it with your credit card. What, right? What's what's the name of the site? Crypto.com. And I'll show you some of my NFTs. Is it crypto.com or crypto.org? Crypto.com. Crypto.com. And I've had success there. And also FTX, I sold a few. But I have a lot of NFTs up on OpenSea and Rarible. I don't know if they don't sell because I don't have any any Ethereum in my wallet. I don't know. You know, I, I put them up for USD. I put them up for all kinds of different things, gaslessly. I try to make everything I do gasless, right? On the open sea, once I figured things out, because I was new, it was a new experience, and I didn't know what I was doing. But once I figured things out, I started minting in Polygon right off the bat, you know, like right, right after jump. So, you know, I don't want anyone to who wants my artwork to help me make a living to help someone they don't know make eighty bucks that they have no idea where it's going. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, and for like those who understand, like gas is literally like the cost of exchange of currencies, and a lot of the larger blockchains right now, like it costs a lot of money to just transfer between two individuals, and mm -hmm. so essentially, um, Polygon, like Cardano, those are uh, uh, what's the what's the word? Um, they're, they're like a derivative that works off of these blockchains uh, doing minor transactions as opposed to large transactions for the most part uh, without costing as much fuel. So 90% of the money I've made off NFTs has been crypto.com. It's all Very USD. Cool. I can trade. It's, it's all quick. The person buys it. My, the money's there. I can deposit 20, every 24 hours, whatever amounts there. So if I sell 10 while I'm sleeping, I wake up, you know, if it's been 24 hours since I last deposited, it goes right into um, a, a crypto.com credit card that I have that's connected to my bank and yada, yada. So I'm paying bills with it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm selling my NFTs to customers that I appreciate. If you follow me on Twitter, at, um, Meta NFTs one you'll see that I post because I have a couple of collections that benefit the, the Rain, Rainforest Alliance and World Wildlife Fund. 
and another charity. I did I did a I did a charity NFT that didn't sell and it's still sitting there, but it was for autism. And it was one hundred percent gonna go to next for autism, but it didn't it didn't sell. And it, and I've lowered it and lowered it and lowered it. But my heart was in the right place because this is Mark Rober. We all know I'm sure you Oh Mark Rober? Oh he's awesome. He's he's the uh Dang, he's the one that makes like the uh, the he, he made the the glitter bomb. He made the yep. uh, the snow the snowball machine out of uh, like a, a leaf blower. He made mm -hmm. the quicksand like or the the sand pit. Yeah, I love that guy. He's my, awesome. My daughter introduced me to his videos. He's incredible. He was he was a former NASA scientist who helped put Curiosity on Mars, and now he just yeah makes awesome science projects with his little nephews. Calls himself nieces, a creative yeah. engineer now. Yeah. Um. So she hooked me on to him, and then, uh, you know, I don't know, six months ago, he did a video about his son who nobody knew, you know, because he shows his nephews and niece all the time, but nobody knew that his son was autistic. And then there was a link to a charity, and so I looked into the charity, and I said, you know, I want to do an NFT. So I drew Mark and his son. His son likes to dress up as a superhero and deliver these crayon these papers that are filled with crayon so it, it'll be mixtures like green and brown and yellow and it, it'll cover the whole paper really really cool thing so i made an nft and i put it up and then i made a collection where i could house it that says all of this will go towards this church but i'm gonna do more but i think i need a bigger name and a bigger community um like last night, I just finished the, the best NFT I've ever created. Full digital paint. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, I'll, 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 let me get it um, as I'm talking. So I, I just finished it and I put it up and it's in a collection called One Off. Like I'm not minting 10 because that's what I'm able to do. This is limited edition One Offs. And I just finished this last night. So let me grab it. And I'll share with you guys. Share. Share screen. Brief tab. Okay. So if you can see that, can you see that? <laughs> it's loading. Oh, yeah. I just finished that yet. I t tweaked this and played around with it for a month. You know, because I had done this other NFT, it was a sloth, and I was not happy with the fur. And so I was like, you know, my skills need to get better, and I needed to get better and then come back to fur, so to speak. So uh, I finished this yesterday and, and put it up, and it's, it's, you know, it's not extravagant, but it hasn't sold yet, which it's only been up for like, uh, I don't know, 18 hours or so. Um, but I'm hoping, you know, this helps me grow my community because I have a lot of people willing to buy, uh, I'll come back to you guys and see, do, 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 stop sharing. I have a lot of people willing to buy these $5 NFTs that I, you know, I mint multiple copies of maybe the, the issue one is, is like 10 and then it goes down to five and I sell a lot of that stuff, you know, but these, I sold one of my NFTs for $130. It was a another full digital, my first full digital 
paint of what you can and it's it's okay you know it lacks a little bit of depth but it has some depth um and this is my second attempt at this type of thing and i really pushed myself so it it, it is the best i can do right with my current skills and they'll only get better but i look at it and i go damn that's pretty damn darn good it yeah. looks Looks very awesome. you know, fairly realistic, you know. Yeah, um, very cool. I, I yeah. think of some things later that I want to go and I want to do and tweak and make some like put some yellows on the tips of some of the fish and stuff like that and make it more dynamic. But you know, I don't know. I got a little. I was getting tired and I was, I was really liking what I was seeing, so I didn't slow myself down. Usually, I, you know, what you should do is when you create something really, really that you're out to do your absolute best you should the day it's done put it away for a day and then go back and go how do i give this another pop 10 percent? that's with anything comic books a comic book page a character that you've created always do that put it away for a whole full day and say come back to and go what's it missing what could i do because i do that to everything i'm always tweaking before i send off anything whether it's pages or whatever. So I'm never where they, th <laughs> this is one of the issues that I had. I'm never where they think I am because I'm always doing stuff like that. And so I am ahead of where, like, they're always like, well, where are you? Show us what you've done. And we want to know what you've done last 24 hours, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's always an editor to everything. So I'm always ahead, but I'm always behind to them because I'm, I have to play. I have to do things. When I'm coloring myself, like I, that's a digital paint. Um, and a lot of my NFTs, actually, all of my NFTs are colored by me except for one um, that I pulled from from something else uh, out of a comic book. I pulled an NFT out of a comic. Book. I pulled the landmark that I drew in a comic. I pulled that out, and it's not colored by me. It's colored by Ishkam. You mean like like the background in uh, one of your panels? That kind of thing? Because you're saying the well, landmark. Everything that was in the panel, because it was a landmark in Daytona. It's, it's called Cruising Cafe. It's mm. on Atlantic and something else. And I drew that with <laughs> with Floyd's van. Floyd from Florida, man. <laughs> His van kind of going oh. by. And it was just, a, it was an establishing shot to show where they were. And so I, I wanted to do something. Like, I was always thinking... Like what's the coolest way to show an establishing shot and it's like landmarks you know people know when you're driving by epcot and they see epcot <laughs> over the ridge line of the of the trees that are there and then it's just you know you're giving them an idea so i'm always doing things like that <laughs> so i did i did pull that out of the book and create an nft out of it and it's in the same collection with that uh, polar bear now the, the polar bear like i said best thing I ever did i didn't put it away for an, uh, a day and go back to it you should always do that that's a, that's another advice but, but that's, that's true for like anything like even business like you know if you're doing something if you're making a big business move don't don't you know do it right now like wait on it make sure you're not acting uh you know emotionally sit back for it let it digest because like yeah when you, when you get some sleep on something you definitely get some cool ideas I had ideas while I was doing it. They're like, okay, remember to do this. Like there's a trick I use to give life to the eyes. And it's basically using a screen layer under, you know, that you can add a little bit of glow. So you get a little eye glow. And I 
use that when I create characters. And so just little tidbits of things that I've learned along the way that either I do or I learned them from somewhere else and that's, I picked them up. But I, I forgot, like I completely forgot to do a few little things that I wanted to do. I wanted to throw some really vibrant yellow and I wanted to make my rays coming in from the sun in the water more yellow so that everything it hit had a little bit of yellow. And that's dynamic, right? That's dynamic lighting. And that's the idea behind that. And I forgot and didn't do it forever. Next time. But it is, that is what I showed you the best NFT that I've made so far. By the way, what do you create it in? Uh, Clip Studio. I have a new, some new stuff that, that I'll be using. Uh, it's a NVIDIA Canvas. I want to do some of those like floating worlds like Avatar. Yeah. And I think this can do that pretty easily. So I'm going to be making some more uh, digital looking NFTs, but they're going to be unique to, to a certain style because I've seen a lot of what they call digital NFTs, digital art. That is a, a mixture of taking elements from photographs and stuff like that. Like I even bought one that I thought was really cool. It was called Santa's Workshop. And it's this cool, like library photo with other elements thrown on top of it and it creates a really cool look i like i love i liked it enough to, that i bought it but it is a digital representation of a lot of other things you know free assets or other people's photographs or whatever and um that's different you know it's a different ball game but that is it sells you know absolutely you sells. Get a, you get a physical item from the santa's workshop like do you get on the nice list forever or <laughs> that'd be great uh, also um have you ever played with like any 3d rendering stuff like blender to make like any 3d models i have that stuff like i have the create suite uh, you know college edition which i think puts a watermark on everything but um i have that whole thing maya all of it auto desk stuff and and i've never fully mastered it you know I, I did one i had all the books i bought a bunch of the books and i did the very first ever like the first thing that they teach you like do you're gonna do this and it's a clown walking a tightrope where he actually ragdolls and falls and i did it you know and i and then but the the frustration it took made me go i don't know if i want to do this again you should find that old file, turn that into an NFT. <laughs> it's like, to me, I, anything that I've ever really, like, if you said, oh, Ty, what would you love to have done in your life, whether it be animation, whatever, it's really pre-concept stuff, you know? It's always, everything, to me, always starts with a pencil. So if I wanted to work in animation, to be the pre, I'm not sure what it's called, pre-viz department. You know, whether it's pre-character visualization or whatever. And it's the guy with the who starts with the pencil and he draws the, you know, the shapes that all of a sudden now they're Mickey Mouse. Yeah. This is always where I wanted to be. I never wanted to be that guy. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, too technical, you know. And, and now I'm finding, well, you know, the world's moving along and you better catch up. So I'm learning, you know. I think I could... I think I want to play with like Maya, you know, the, you know, where you configure sculpts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, you I, know, I maybe start with Daz and you start with some pre models and then you build on top of them. 
Um, so I might start there and then work my way to um, Maya, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I'm learning Blender. Uh, yeah, yeah, Blender's free. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I, the first thing I ever did when I was when I first got Blender, which was like a year ago, uh, I made a donut, and from this uh, Australian dude that's on YouTube, and then you just follow his tutorial, and it's a very long tutorial because it goes from like making the whole donut and then texturing it, and doing all this fancy stuff, and adding sprinkles. It's the one thing I wasn't able to do, but they just <laughs> updated Blender to a point. It's now 3.0, which is crazy. You don't think that's probably a lot of updates but it is and now i'm doing the donut again except this time i'm going to add sprinkles because <laughs> there's this thing called geometry nodes and that it just it's easier so i'm getting to that point and doing that because i already have the icing it looks like a simpsons donut basically with the pink froth thing in it. yeah I, um, i'm familiar uh. yeah <laughs> when i was at like 2.8 or something uh that dude was actually saying, oh, I'm going to make an NFT of everybody's donut. And I could have done that, but I just I wasn't on my computer at the time when I, I was I was busy, like moving and stuff. So I didn't have time to make another donut that actually had sprinkles and add it to that NFT because then I would have owned part of that NFT. So that was for, cool. It would, years, have been, it would have been a bunch of people's donuts and then it makes one giant donut. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But so my donut would have been a sprinkle on that donut, but still. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for years I knew what SketchUp was and and how to use it and stuff. And I I just made us uh, my own sort of login yesterday <laughs> because I I want to be able to because um, a lot of times I'm I'm making the NFT the, the subject in the NFT and then I'm using backgrounds like a space background or whatever you know i'll show you some more in a, in a few minutes but i'm uh i'm using other assets whether they be hubble photographs or whatever in the background you know that's very and, cool and, um i want to be able to say oh, this is all me you know yeah one, one of the reasons why i was curious about the uh the 3d modeling as well is because um i actually ended up just getting a 3d printer for one of my cousins because he got an, he got a new one and this one's like a, a pretty old one now but my idea is like if you're working on 3d model modeling in art form they could buy that digital piece of artwork if they want to put it in their metaverse gallery they can do that or they can just show it off and show that they own it also actually uh, Twitter just uh, released a new feature where if you have an official nft art you can put it as your like uh, your profile icon and it'll turn it into a hexagon instead of the normal circle um so like even that like you know some of the social platforms will probably start adopting that um but if you have a 3d model of it 3d printers now are getting cheaper and cheaper you could literally print off a little 3d figurine and send that to them and even though that might cost you like 10 cents worth of plastic like the idea that um you know you get something physical like people love that like i've talked about that before when you have like a, a vip ticket to an event or you're trying to make someone feel special when you send them comic books like stickers people people love getting little free things and you know getting getting a little plastic figurine based off your 3d model uh artwork would be you know incredible you're you're right because what i when i hooked up with those guys when it in the beginning of florida man, i said these need to be event books these aren't comic we're not just selling a comic we're not selling a comic book really at all we're selling an event 
And so you fill that box when the person gets that box and they go, oh, wow, there's a bookmark and stickers and whatever. It's all in there. And they feel like they were part of something more than just buying your comic. It's where, it's where what's his name, went wrong? Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. I just got plot holes. It's, it's over here. I just got this book. And it took, uh, I would say, I ordered it. Um, I don't know, I ordered it. How thick is that? Damn. <laughs> it's five books. It's five visions. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I ordered that over a year and a half ago. And there was nothing in the box with it. Not a god darn thing. Oh. It's why, it's why you know, I know he thought he was going to come out with something and, and use Indiegogo and and sort of the jump on the bandwagon of, of what was trending at the time. And he thought he was going to make a million dollars. And his campaign, I think it made less than 200000 Um, But he also... Oh, he also was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I do get it, though. Yeah. Talking about one of the top, you know, I mean, he's got a million dollar contract to do Batman. Yeah. And, but, but you're right, though. Like, if he just added stickers, he could, like, like literally that type of basic, it could have been incredible. Like, it could have been, like, way more. Like, like that's the same thing. You know, Gre Greg and I, like, we've run several crowdfunding campaigns, uh, and we've seen, you know, we've researched other people that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's we, one of the things. Yeah. We, we've. Yeah, we've researched tons of other Kickstarters, and the ones that always raise a ton of money are the ones that give away the little stuff. Not like, not like, oh, here's a thousand dollar statue I hand sculpted. No, it's like here's some stickers, uh, you know, here's some like little buttons and pins, like those little things. People love that, like especially if they're fans of your work, they're gonna want more than one memento. Like, what if I want to put this up in a display case? What am I gonna do? Put this one really thick comic that I was planning on kind of reading? You know, <laughs> like you can't do anything with it. So yeah, I definitely. It, when you're when you're going out there, same with the NFTs, like you, you need to go a little more, like whatever whenever you're done and you're like, okay, I think I've done enough. Add one more little thing. Like it, it, it stickers are ten cents. It took me. It's, it has taken me a lot not to say anything. By the way, I mean because I'm familiar with who ran the campaign. I'm familiar with the artist, it, it, and I'm just gonna leave it alone because I don't think he'll ever do it again. I don't think he'll ever do a crowdfunder again. Because he, he certainly came out thinking, oh, I'm going to engage people. He had a little bit of a something that went on at the very same time as Potholes launched. And he had done a cover for, for a friend. And <laughs> that person is what they call, you know, comic skater or was at the time and yada, yada, yada. And so that heat went on to him and they were trying to cancel mm. Sean. Sean didn't deserve any of that. He, he, I'm friends with this guy. I've been friends with him for years. Doug Tenaple is a incredible artist. I mean, his stuff is different, but he's an incredible artist who's done scholastic books and graphic novels for kids and stuff like that that are that have sold in the millions. And of course, Earthworm, Earthworm Jim. So he did a cover for him. And when it when it got out there, he took nothing but heat from the other side. <laughs> and that's not fair, you know, because he was doing something for a friend. Yeah. The the world is crazy, and we talked a little bit about that the last time I was here, but we're not going to talk about that. We're here. <laughs> <to talk about it. laughs>
and and the, basically to to other artists out there um i, I kind of explained the beginning what nft is but what it can do for you um <laughs> it, it can be a hundred dollar a day uh hustle well, i don't want to call it hustle hustle is a bad word because when when i was in high school we you know we called hustlers yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you know smack and stuff that's what we're also so yeah. uh, a side hustle but a uh profitable business venture where you create a brand me i've been creating a brand very slowly over time shopify you name it if you haven't seen the meta nfts logo it's actually got the metaforce logo and the meta merch logo that are all look the same and stuff like that i you know i've been doing this and it's actually working, you know, and it's a slow thing. Anything that you're doing by yourself, you, it, nothing will ever happen overnight for you. It's not, this is not that kind of a thing. And NFTs, you weren't the first. You're you're way behind the ball. So mm. you're gonna put out a lot of NFTs before one actually sells. Trust me, I have a lot out there, uh, but I am only in like my fourth or fifth month in. And I'm doing pretty good, and and the, the brand is starting to take hold. I think people, it's recognizable. Whether it's, I don't think they recognize me as it, you know. But they would see a couple pieces of art and go, "I think this is the same artist at least, right?" Right. Right. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. I think my, I haven't used anything. If I've done something where oh, this is going to be a different style, which I have some things that are a different style. What I've done is I've concentrated on that for a while so that that look is established, but that look is in this collection. Uh, like my rainbow uh, uh, red eyed, red eyed tree frogs are in a certain collection or, you, you know, but they're recognizable now. And that style is different than my comic book style or my illustration style, because what it really is, is just an outer line and I'm painting everything else you know and that's how you get that's that's a graduation from there to the polar bear where the polar bear doesn't have an outer line it doesn't it's a, you know all the depth and all the the roundness of that is all created by the illusion of the coloring and stuff that you use but you know the frogs and different things that i've made over time um are different you know but that's still stylistic i think people go oh that's one of his frogs let's let's go through a little bit of tour of some of my stuff and see some of the collections that uh that have sold yes. the best and stuff like that yeah, and, and while you're pulling that up for other creators out there i would say the other thing you need to do as well is make sure that you're actually like educating your fan base on like how to you know you know, navigate this world. 